VPFI! Hey, 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 Emily! Hello! Yeah, how's it going? I'm doing great. How about you? Doing awesome. Very excited for our conversation today. Now, I've waited for this moment for so long, but so long to be another English teacher here, especially you, to talk about one of the best bands in the world for me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell the guys, tell our audience who we're going to be talking about today? Mm -hmm. So should I start with the original name, Duct Tape? Oh, really? Oh. Start the way, the way you prefer, please. Duct Tape, otherwise known as Blink, otherwise known as Blink-182. Oh, this one. You already started with a fact, yeah? I did. I snuck it right into the introduction. <laughs> didn't learn. I, I didn't know. I really didn't know the first name was duct tape. Yeah, like back in 94 or something like that, before they, like when they were first starting out, oh, they went through a couple of different names. One of them was yeah. duct tape. <laughs> During my research here, I heard that they... Before blinking 182, it will it used it to be just blink, and this then one. they had to change. Yeah, but the duct tape's new for me. I didn't know this one. Yeah, duct tape. What a name for a band, huh? And this uh, duct tape, it's like D U C K, like the animal, or D O C. D U C T, like the tape, like the silver tape. Oh, okay. D O duct. That day. oh my gosh, no way. I, I thought like about this and I said, wow, weird name, weird name. Okay, and uh, well, about uh, if we are going to start talking about Blink, girl, I must say that uh, with the pop punk world, they were my first band ever, you know? I'm with you there. Yeah. yeah, you mm -hmm. started through them too? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Because of MTV. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. All the small things? Yep. <laughs> Most part of us started there, yeah? <laughs> yeah. I think so. I guess it was in Chital. Am I wrong? But uh, all the small things, uh, I guess it's from 2005 or it was way way before this uh i don't know exactly the year it came out let me do a quick calculation mm -hmm. um, let's see i started university in 2006 so no fall 2005 it must have been 2005 or 2004. yeah it's around this time yeah I'm not pretty sure, like 100% sure about this, but it was about that. And uh, you know what? I got a feedback from a guy that probably didn't know that we record every Friday talking about the bands. And uh, he said, wow, I was listening to you guys on Spotify and it was just two crazy guys speaking and I didn't understand what we're talking about. So just to get it clear here, Emily and I, we record a podcast, a video cast too, every Friday afternoon. That's why the name is Rock and Roll Friday. And mm -hmm. we talk about the bands that we enjoy listening to. Right, Emily? 
Absolutely. And sometimes with a little bit of divergence into other topics, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, too, yeah. Right? for sure. The, the most interesting thing about this, uh, it's, it's what we were talking about before start recording. Like we get to know things and facts and the curious, nice uh, information about the bands that we didn't have before recording it. Right. Yes, and sometimes it makes us love the band more, and sometimes it makes us a little disappointed. It's true, so Like true. I was with Nirvana. <laughs> oh, Nirvana was a bad vibe this episode, right? It was a really bad vibe. I don't yeah. know what happened. It's true, it's true. Red Hot Chili Peppers, it was a, a good one, I guess. Very positive. And uh, you know what? Uh, I remember that one of the first episodes that we recorded together was about Linkin Park, that we mm -hmm. focused so much on the Chester Bennington's life, you know? Mm -hmm. We could get back and uh, record maybe a, a full one about the band, uh, their accomplishments, you know? Yeah, I mean, Linkin Park is definitely worth revisiting. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally, you're right. But today, no, today we're going to be talking about Blink, about pop punk, about great music, happy songs, you know? Yes. Yeah, we're not going to talk about Stay Together for the Kids, for example, because it's a sad song, right? It's pretty sad. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't, before becoming an English teacher and uh, before getting the opportunity to understand better the English lyrics and stuff, I didn't see it was that sad. Like I enjoyed the music, the music, the the sound of it, but I didn't uh, see the the lyrics as something so sad as it is, you know? Yeah, well, I I actually really like that song a lot, but it was yeah, pretty sad. You see? Yeah. Adam's song too. Yeah. They they have a good uh, ability to transit from happy songs to real songs. Some songs like uh, where they put so many bad words inside of it too. Yeah, like especially the live ones. Yeah, that reminds me. I wanted to read you a quote, huh. and I think it will set the tone for the whole conversation that we have because it's. Perfect description. It's from Alternative Press in 2015. And it says, These three snot-nosed San Diego punks bottled suburban angst and distilled it into bright, shiny pop songs that might as well have been state-issued to every American teen. During their height, Blink permeated nearly every aspect of popular culture, making them arguably the most influential pop punk band ever. I do believe it. And do you agree? Oh, of course, for sure. Every 30 to 40 year old person like that enjoys rock, no blink. They know Blink. And uh, they have, if they don't like the band the way we do, they have um, a special feeling for it, you know? At least respect for what they've done. Yeah, because it's the legacy, it's there. It's totally there, right? Yeah, and I didn't even think about their legacy much until I was reading, you know, some analysts 
saying without Blink-182, we never would have had Paramore, Fallout Boys. Like, they really set that that tone. Yeah, yeah. Of course, we had great other bands from the same time. I mean, like, uh, I always like to mention the big four for me, for me, during my teen time, my teen moment. I loved to listen to Blink, Green Day, Good Charlotte, and The Simple Plan. These four bands, wow, wow. I believe that each one of them deserve a special episode like this that we were we are recording for Blink-182 today, you know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so, and then of course, we are going to be talking about, uh, oh, we're going to be here forever talking about rock, so why to rush, right? We got time. Okay. Well, Emily, I'd like to start talking to you about something that uh, I didn't know, but if you found this information somewhere else, anywhere anywhere else, you can simply uh, help me out. Because you said the first name of the band was not Blink, it was? Uh, Duct Tape. Duct Tape. And then it became Blink. And after a while, Blink 182, yeah? Mm -hmm. It's 182 or 182? 182. 182. And uh, in the place where I found this information, they said that it has no meaning at all. It was just uh, random numbers, right? Yeah, there was some speculation that um, <laughs> it's the number of times that the word fuck is said in the movie Scarface. But then they asked the band about it and they said, no, that's not true. It was just a random number. <laughs> My gosh, what a theory that a, a crazy fan created, huh? Well, that means that somebody sat down and watched Scarface and counted how many times they were said the word fuck. Oh my gosh. 182 times saying fuck, it's a lot. That would be a good drinking game, I guess. But. Yeah, probably, probably it would for sure. So, I mean, man, oh, you were talking uh, in the place where I found this information. They talked about this Al Pacino move and stuff. So, but uh, the band admitted that it it was just uh, no true. Yeah. Yeah, when the when the Irish band Blink contacted them and said you have to change your name. Um, they were just like, all right, random number 182. Okay. Blink 182. Yeah. But it works, you yeah, know, because, sure. because we know it now. For sure. Oh, I feel bad now. I feel really bad now because I talked about Blink, Green Day, Good Charlotte and Simple Plan. And I didn't mention my beloved band, Sun 41, you know? <gasps> Some 41, yeah. yeah. 41 is amazing. It's, oh my gosh. Wow. Even better for me in a scale, even better than Good Charlotte for me. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Let me think how I would rank those. No. For me, it would be Blink, one. Some 41, two. Simple Plan, three. Green, no. Good Charlotte, four. And Green Day, five. It would be like this. Mm, I would have to go with Green Day. 
above Blink-182. Really? Yeah, I think so. Wow, this is new for me. I wasn't yeah. expecting that. I mean, they're I would say they're almost equal, but I'm not talking in terms of talent. I'm talking about how much I enjoy listening to them. I see. I see it. I don't because I think that Green Day has a much wider catalog of songs. Mhm, mm for sure. They do. So, I can listen to them more without being like, okay, now I need to switch bands. <laughs> I see it. So for me, it would be Green Day and then Blink-182 and then um, hmm, Sum 41, Good Charlotte. They're almost a tie for me. And then Simple Plan. Okay, Simple Plan would be the, the fifth. Yeah, I really like them. But oh. yeah, in terms of ranking, that would be mine. Somebody must be the fifth, you know? I really yeah, enjoy Green Day, too. But, you know, it's like that. It's more a personal taste than any other thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. We are going to record this one the same way as we did with the Red Hot Chili Peppers, where I shared the fact of mine, you share a fact of yours, and then we keep going. Yes. Can I ask you a quick question? This is one of our divergences. Of course. We haven't talked about Incubus. It Oh, let me, think of it? let me be really clear here. If you tell me, do, um, do you like Incubus? I just know. In fact, I don't even know if I know. The drive songs from them. Drive. Yeah. Just this one. Just that one. You know, can you believe that? I just I'm sure you know one. more. You know more. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh. Maybe you just like can't think of it right now, but I'm sure that you know more. Uh, you know, the election propaganda has started. Uh-huh. So now we have to listen to CDs. <laughs> yeah, we do. And so I'm going through all my CDs and this yesterday, it was Incubus. Oh my gosh. I never ever downloaded a simple album from Incubus. Can you believe this information? I'm surprised. They kind of they fit in there. But bit. they are they are kind of this pop punk scene that we are talking about today, or they are kind of different. Mm, I would say they're they're more similar to. I don't know what category to put them in actually. Mm -hmm. Something closer to Lincoln Park. Oh, I thought about it. Okay. But not really, no. This Lincoln Park is much harder. Hmm. Much. Yeah, we'll get into another time. I just I, I thought about it and then I um wanted to ask you. No, but we totally can record about it. Be sure about it. I just need to prepare myself first, like I did with Bus Riot, like I did with Two, that I didn't know anything about the, those bands, you know. And mm -hmm. I like knowing new bands and new songs. So challenge accepted. Okay. okay. All right, pretty good. Well, so share a cool fact about Blink with me, please. Hmm. Okay, so I was listening to their music a lot this week, and I realized that you can really hear them mature a lot over the years. Yes. 
And then, you know, a lot of people accuse them of selling out, not being punk anymore because they signed like with a major uh, label and all that, you know, the, the common argument of, of punk bands. Mm-hmm. But um, one thing I thought was really interesting is how young they all started. Like they were really, they were kids when they started. Kids? I mean, nine to 10 years old? No, but like early teens Hmm. when they formed the band, which was duct tape and some other names. But um, a couple of the members were underage when they started getting popular even. So they were less than 18 years old. Can you imagine? And they went on tour and everything. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It happened in Brazil with NX0. And she said that I mentioned in the episode last week, it was like that. It was a boom. They, the guys were 16, 17, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It tends to get things more difficult for them because school things. I mean, it's not the best time to be a, a rock star, you know? Uh, I think, you know, their maturity level was like any other 16 17 year old kid very low it must have been really hard for them to handle that kind of adult life i would think yeah i believe you i believe you so young i didn't it i didn't know it and uh it didn't appear here in my research too it it wasn't really mentioned like at some point in one of the articles they mentioned after a couple of years that one of the guys was still underage and then it piqued my interest. And I went and compared the dates of like their birth date, like when they were born versus when they started to become famous. And I see. Yeah. They were really, really young. My gosh. Okay. But still talking about age and stuff. Do you know or better? Of course, you know, but do you like the song? What's my age again? Yes. <laughs> it's a great one. I heard here, I, I found out this information that uh, this title was not supposed to be this. The original one, when they wrote the lyric, it, it was supposed to be called Peter Pan Complex. Mm. Yeah, imagine. Like they didn't want to grow up and Peter Pan feels like that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's actually, it's a common term. Peter, the Peter Pan complex. It's like somebody who acts immature forever. Mm, I don't know why, but I, I feel this in my skin sometimes, you know? Well, uh, there's a difference between feeling young at heart and being immature. Oh, yeah. You're and right. I think like these guys, one of the one of the negative comments about about them through the years is that they were really immature. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I know when I need to act like a grown-up. I just don't do. <laughs> like, especially when I'm recording things with my friends here, baby one, these students, I don't need to be a grown-up. There's nothing there who says, okay, grow up because it's not time to do this. No, I just can't, right? <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, before my eye got before my eyes got crossed. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Well, so Peter Pan Complex would be the original name of What's My Age Again. I wonder why they changed it. Yeah, I believe 
uh, well, I don't know. I I like a lot the name. What's my age again? Especially because I don't know where Peter Pan complex would fit in the lyric if they put this in the middle of it, you know, in the middle of the lyric. Mm -hmm. But it's a great song, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's excellent. Very catchy. They, they running naked on the streets there. I will ask Angela. I wonder if when they recorded that by the time that the, the technology was not that level, if they really recorded naked, what do you think? I bet they did. Yeah? Yeah, because I read a lot of stories about them doing crazy stuff. They used to break into schools to go skateboarding, like naked, or what did they say? Slaloming. That's where you you have those long boards. Okay. You ride that you lay down on them and ride them down a hill or something is very dangerous. Oh gosh. But they used to do that naked. Um, they used to break into schools and skateboard after hours. <laughs> they used to throw ice cream at people and then run away. Like they're <laughs> they're really immature. They just act like dumb kids, you know. Well, I wouldn't fit in this band at all. I, I am really terrible to just to remove my t-shirt you know like <laughs> I, i can't imagine myself naked in a public place you know i i imagine those actors act, uh, actresses when they need to record the nude parts of moves and stuff like that girl the only person that saw me naked was my parents when i was a kid and my wife once a month <laughs> <laughs> Your wife at least once because you have a yeah <laughs> you know i mean i don't know how to be naked I, i really i really don't think people need to suffer like that to see me naked you know well maybe it's better that you listen to the band then instead of um reenacting their it's true it's their totally band. true <laughs> okay bring me another cool thing girl all right so um Mark Hoppus. So when when they were first starting out, he had a girlfriend mm -hmm. who was jealous of the time that he spent with the band. Oh. So she said, it's either me or the band. And he chose her. Oh. He left the band just for a little while. I think it was like maybe a couple months. And then they started recording a demo tape He heard about it and he came back. He dumped his girlfriend and came back to the band. <laughs> okay, I don't want to anymore. I want the band back. Hey guys, can you take me back? Right. Yeah, basically, like, hey, I heard you guys are recording a demo. I'm in. Oh gosh. Well, best choice ever, all right. Can't argue with that. Oh, imagine this girl today. I bet she wishes that she had stayed with him. Yeah, probably. But do you, do you know if she became anything famous or it's just a random person out there? I think it was just a random person. I think they were, I mean, like, if they were over, if they were out of their teens, they must have been, like, very young 20s. I see. I see. Well, I would enjoy that you were talking about Mark. You know that all the guys from this band, they are really gifted, right? I mean, mm -hmm. Travis, I am not going to mention Scott Rayner because the guy just did for me. And I don't like this style of drumming, you know? So I would say about Travis, 
a really gifted drummer, mm-hmm. one of the best, in my opinion, in the world. Uh, Mark, Tom, they are so unique for me, you know? But one thing that I didn't know uh, is that... Uh, Uh, besides being a great songwriter that Mark Halpas is, he also produced many great bands that I enjoy. Do you know the band Newfound Glory? Yeah. It was produced by Mark Halpas initially. Really? I, didn't I, didn't know know, I didn't know that. And it's a great band too. Mush and Seed Soundtrack, do you know them? Which one? Mush and Seed Soundtrack. No. Yeah, I guess it's Motion City soundtrack. Motion City? No, I don't know. Yeah, there, there's a really good song. Uh, Something Isn't Alright. It's a really good one, a really good one. And man, the guy is, he makes everything that he touches good. Uh, let's talk about his clothing lines. The mm-hmm. Atticus. The right pronunciation is Atticus? Atticus. 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 You know, man, I simply love that brand. And uh, of course, I prefer the famous from from Travis, the clothing line from Travis. I think it's we wow. The guy from Do you know Bullet for My Valentine? Mhm. Yeah, in the song that they recorded the video clip in 2005, The Hand of Blood. Wow, he was wearing a shirtless shirtless. No, shirtless. Sleeveless. No. Yeah, sleeveless, yeah? Yeah. Sleeveless, famous t-shirt. Wow, girl. I would love to have that uh, that very same t-shirt on my own, you know? I mean, the guy, everything that he produces, like Plus 44. Wow, what was that? That album was amazing. When, when the heart stopped beating, I guess. When the heart stopped beating. You know, from 2006, when they created those the new band with Travis and Mark. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a guy that I admire quite a lot, you know. More recently, he, he fought uh, with cancer and he's still recovering. But the guy is uh, an example to be followed inside the scene, you know. He's very, very talented. Yeah, yeah. It's a guy that I admire the most in the band. I believe uh, more than Travis, more than Tom. I believe he's the top one there for me, you know? You know what we call this? Uh, Where everything you touch works out, like everything you are involved in works out. We call it the Midas touch. Oh, it's a Bible story, right? Is it King Midas? It's like everything he touched turned gold. Yeah. King Midas. I believe this is from the Bible. I guess it's a Bible story. I feel like I should know that, but I don't. <laughs> I, I don't remember. Probably I learned this when I was a young kid and still went to church and stuff like that, you know, but. When you were in catechism. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Because I remember this story. I do. I remember. Anyway. Okay, bring something cool for me, girl. All right. Um, all right. <clears throat> so Travis was the drummer for Aquabats. Okay. Right? 
And then he needed to fill in for for Rainer at some point. Uh-huh. And he had to learn the set list, which was 20 songs in 45 minutes, and he did it. And that's when he became part of the band. One word to explain it. Travis, you know? Yeah. Travis, yeah. Wow. Who learns a 20-song set list in 45 minutes? Man, the guy's a monster, right? He, he's not human, is he? Maybe not. Yeah, I don't think he is. I really don't. I mean, of course, I bet that he improved those songs better than learning. He just said, okay, I'm going to put the Travis touch on these songs. And then, voila, you know? Voila, gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what I like about Travis? It's so different from punk. You get Green Day, you get uh, Good Charlotte, you get all the bands that we mentioned about punk and pop punk. And... Uh, He doesn't fit. He creates new things. He can't just do, do the basic do da do do da do do da. No, no. No. Oh man, come on, come on. This is so different. That's why he highlighted that much in his career. You know. I bet he would have been good in any genre. Yeah. Do you think? Like even if he was in hard rock or like he would have shown special in any in any band he's more than a basic guy you know like yeah. uh, you have good drummers you have excellent drummers and then you have travis because it's oh my gosh it's bigger you know it's something bigger think about joey jardson from slipknot do you remember him mm -hmm. that guy could do amazing things And he still needed the other guys to percussionist there, the songs. Do you remember when Joey Jardson uh, played a drum solo, like a flipping 360 degrees, like uh, this? Have you ever seen this video? I don't think I've ever seen that clip. Bro, you need to type on YouTube there, uh, Joey Jardson drum solo. He, he went to the drums and started and the, the platform of the drums started flipping 360 like oh how is that possible i mean man and, and he uh, continued playing like all the way around normally. of course he was um how would i say hold he was he was held Okay. He was like strapped in. Yeah, yeah, like this. And the whole part of the drums, they were like fixed somehow. And uh, he kept playing. And oh man, uh, I don't know how to say pedal duplo, you know, the, the feet. Unstoppable. Unstoppable, you know. Those guys, they highlight naturally. Like Joey couldn't be on Slipknot, maybe on Mur Murder Dolls or in another band they highlight they simply highlight you know but it's really i mean if you think about percussionists in general i think that it takes a special drummer to stand out it's true because okay an amazing guitarist sure okay someone with a great voice yes right they're like the front mm -hmm. for the band. but very 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 talented drummers where they can do a solo hmm. yeah 
That's not same, so same to me as Flea on Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm -hmm. Like the guy's a bassist, but everybody admires him because he's a god of the bass, you know, just because. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I am. I still have here three facts that I'd like to share. I am going to bring one. You said that the guys they used to be so immature, doing crazy stuff, right? And uh, I have a fact here that uh, Tom, he was expelled. Expelled, it's when you are, like, uh, you can't go to the place anymore, yeah? Expelled, yes. Expelled. So Tom was expelled from Poway High School when he was 16. Because he went, to, for, he went there for a basketball game. But he was kind of drunk. I mean, really, really drunk. And it was not okay for a guy, a 16-year-old guy, getting drunk into a school to watch a basketball game, right? Yeah, I'm not actually surprised by that fact based on the stories I read about how they acted back then. You see? Oh. I, I didn't see any other crazy stories, but if you have any, I, I believe you could share with us in, in this moment. Oh, there was one and I don't remember who it was. Was it DeLong that climbed up the, the light post and then fell and broke both of his ankles? Uh-huh. I, I saw this one trying to, but it was Tom. It was Mark. It wasn't him. It was Mark? I believe. He was, because... trying, to, he was trying to impress. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's uh -huh. what I'm, Oh my god. Can you imagine? I mean, like, it's just stupid kid stuff, isn't it? Man, why? Uh, let's begin with why he needed to impress another guy. Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe what he was like, look how cool I am. Let me be in your band. <laughs> okay, probably. Probably. Let me just break my two ankles here, and I believe you're going to take me. Choose me, pick me, please, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Please let me be in the band. Please let yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess he was not supposed to. He didn't need to do this to be accepted in the band, you know? Probably not. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But you know what? Did you, do you or better? Have you ever watched the franchise for American Pie? Yeah. Did you know that Blink wanted it to appear during the American Pie movie? Mm-hmm. I didn't I, know. I mean. I I knew that at some point, but I had forgotten until I was reading an article. And then I was like, oh, yeah, because they're like looking at something on the computer, right? Uh-huh. They're, yeah. the, they're watching the sex tape. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's true. And uh, I saw the scene part where they appeared there. I watched this a long time ago, but I didn't remember that Blink-182 was inside the American Pie movie. I couldn't remember that, you know? I only remember because I, we were watching it with a group of friends and two of the people there were huge Blink-182 fans. And then they were like, they had already been tipped off. You know, they already knew that they were in the movie. So I then we were like, that's them, that's them, that's them. Blink-182, Blink-182. Okay, well, I have... I have here the final fact for me, but do you, would you like to share any other fact before this final fact for me? Mm. Well, one thing that 
I found was a little strange and uh, but you know it, it, it's probably one of the lesser strange facts is that is that Tom DeLong is like um, he he was like really into alien life and stuff and uh, then after he left the band he formed this foundation that does research <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, to the stars. Yeah, to the stars is the name to of the it. Stars. Yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. Well, but he's kind of well considered guy in the middle of UFO stuff. Uh, he became like a, uh, how can I say, a respected guy in the in this field. You know. Yeah. So I mean, he's kind of like, a, I don't know, a spokesperson. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, it made me remember of the song Aliens, Aliens Exist. It's a great yeah. song, by the way. I'm sure he wrote that because he was... He's the alien guy, yeah. He's the alien guy, for sure. So, so many cool, cool songs from them, like Give Me One Good Reason, you know. Wow. Doesn't he have an alien tattoo on his throat? Tom? Yeah. I don't think so. I can't remember if he does, but I'm gonna let you know my final fact because I thought it was so cute that I wanted to end the episode with this fact. Did you know that Mark Helvas he met uh, Sky, his then his now wife, uh, in the during the set of the recording of the all the small things? Really? Yeah, and it was so cool because, like, wherever they were, Tom liked to, to prank him with the girls. Like, uh, uh, hey, this is my friend, Tom. Do you want to go out, go on a date with him? Like, uh, <laughs> you didn't even know the girl, you know? And that this very girl, Sky, he, Tom arrived there and said, hey, this is Mark, my friend. Would you like to go on a date with him? And she said... Hmm, sure, why not? And then yeah. that's how they met. Yeah. After some time, you know. Cool, right? Yeah, let's see. Are they still together? Still together, yeah. They yeah. have a pretty, pretty beauty family, pretty beautiful family. Do you, have you ever watched How I Met Your Mother? Yeah. Do you know Barney Stinson, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he has the same joke with Ted Mosby. He says, okay, let's play. Have you met Ted? Have you met Ted? Yeah, I, when I heard this fact about the band, I said, okay, how I met your mother. So I know who you cop to hear. <laughs> yeah, so That's cool. awesome. Whoa, Emily, mm. it brought something to my mind. Maybe we could record someday in the near future too. Uh, an episode talking about the series that we enjoy because How I Met Your Mother is a really cool series to talk about, right? I love it. Yeah. Do you like Friends too or you are completely against Friends? No. Who's against Friends? No. I know. It, it sounds weird. But sometimes when people like How I Met Your Mother, they don't like Friends. Or when they like Friends, they don't like How I Met Your Mother. But basically the same to me, you know? Oh. I will be the first one to admit that the vibes there are totally different. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wow. I think it's so... Oh, I don't know. 
friend, the group of friends, they have a point of life, they get old. I don't know. I feel the same. No, I think the writers of How I Met Your Mother were much more sarcastic and um, the the jokes are more intelligent. Oh, uh, yeah. We, oh, it's more recent, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But, but oh, Friends is a staple. I, I have nothing that I can say about that. I love, yeah. I love Friends. I love How I Met Your Mother. I love Big Bang Theory. I love oh, Big Bang Theory. Uh, My gosh, we have the same taste on series two. Gosh. <laughs> uh, Seinfeld, I don't know if you've ever seen because that was never yeah. popular here. But I did never. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is hilarious too. Yeah. Uh, gosh, what are some of the other ones? Yeah. The Office. The Office. It, hands down, my favorite sitcom of all time. You see, uh, people told me, teacher, do what? What? Uh, the Office. I watched one episode, two, three, four, five. I couldn't enjoy the beginning of that. Can you believe? I, I felt like shit because it was so many good, so many good recommendations. All the people saying, you must watch, you must watch. And I tried, I tried really hard. I didn't. You know? I have to watch it every year. <laughs> I am going to restart this after. And uh, maybe we could start talking about series because we have so good, so many good recommendations to do to our audience here, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. You have to, you have, even if you don't like it, you have to get through it to the end because you become very connected to the character. Okay. Okay. I'll follow this, this tip. Even if I'm not liking love with it, I'm going to stick to it until the end, right? At least once you need to watch it from okay. the start to the end. Okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. Now, now, talking about music, awesome. Talking about series, awesome. Oh my gosh. We are going to have future plans forever, girl. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, now, Simpsons, Family Guy, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. South Park. Oh my gosh. So many Futurama. Yeah, all okay. of them, all of them. We're on the same wavelength here. In though. the Family Guy, we need to invite Baby and Juan to be here together with us because they are crazy about this. Really? I didn't yeah. know. Yeah, 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 they're crazy about that. So, wow, wow. It's going to be a special episode when we bring them together to talk about the things that we enjoy in those cartoons too, okay? All right. So, hmm. tell me, what are we doing next week? Well... I thought, I think it's the time, the time has come for us to talk about System of a Down. Yes. Huh? 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 Yeah. I was thinking since the first second when I started recording this episode, I thought, no, I think it's time. System of a Down must be here with us. Yeah. I can't wait to bring my personal experiences with System of Down. Not that I've met any of the members or anything, but they literally got me through college. Awesome, awesome. So we sat in stone, System of a Down, next week on Friday afternoon in Rock and Roll Friday, right, Emily? Perfect. I'm writing it down right now. All right, all right, all right. I'm going to prepare some pieces of the lyrics that I don't understand for you to try to explain to me because, you know. I can tell you what it says. I just can't tell you what it means. All right, all right. 
So Emily, my students are already kicking the door here. I must go, but I will be back, okay? All right. Hey, I have what? to tell you, I just got really excited for my upcoming week because that means I get to listen to System of a Down all week. <laughs> I am going to prepare my prepare up, uh, download again on Spotify my playlist from System of a Down. More than 50 songs. System, right? System. Lucky you. All See right. you, girl. Have a great one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye, Emily.